Hello everyone and welcome to Locked On Flames. Today we are here for a Wranglers Roundup with Steph Badstink and we are just going to talk all about a positive change of scenery for once here on Locked On Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. I am joined by the biggest Calgary Wranglers fan in the Northeast. Steph, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, my goodness, of course. There is no one else I would rather talk Wranglers with, and I think that you are probably logging the most Wranglers hours um, out of anyone out there outside of Calgary (laughs) and uh, I figured it'd be great to bring in but today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Steph, you are notorious on Twitter. So why don't you tell us? Yeah, I have a reputation. Yeah. But why don't (laughs) we hear who you are straight from from the source and not Twitter? So I'm probably the biggest Kevin Rooney fan there is in the NHL space. Um, I tweet a lot about him. I tweet a lot about the teams that he's on, whether it's the Devils, the Rangers, now the Flames and the Wranglers. Um, But away from social media, I am a sports communications student, um, hopefully to get into social media. I'm a social media contributor right now for the sports network that covers my school sports, and hopefully I can turn that into a career in social media in the NHL. You know, there's, there's something very exciting about working in social media as a whole, uh, but when you get to do it for, you know, something you're truly interested in, like sports, it just, it doesn't make it feel like work. So we're just going to keep rooting for you. And <laughs> you know, you're still in school. There's a million different doors to open and you're going to kick down every one of them. <laughs> but I thought to start today's episode, we could kind of talk about where the Stockton Heat are in turn or not the Stockton Heat oh my god (laughs) Calgary Wranglers are I was looking at my notes and saw Stockton so automatically my brain right but they did move (laughs) they relocated from Stockton to Calgary over this past offseason and this has been a big deal I think um obviously for getting fans in the seats and seeing you know, the next prospects that'll uh, crack the NHL roster if by 30 if they're under six feet. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's been, it's been fun watching them. And what's kind of your take on things? So to me, honestly, I feel like they could be filling the seats some more. I've noticed on the broadcast, like, a lot of empty seats, I think. They've only had a couple sellouts where they've had to open the upper bowl because usually the upper bowl is totally closed Mm. for Wranglers games. And it honestly surprised me considering that the team did move to the same city where their big club is. Um, And especially with all the roster shuffling that the Flames have been doing recently, you know, calling up Phillips, 
who is the I'm pretty sure is the still the leading scorer in the AHL. Um, and they just have so much exciting talent down there. And I just wish that more Flames fans would, you know, come out to a Wranglers game and support them if they're local to the Calgary area, because I think they could really use some more support. They're just absolutely on fire. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, you know, when you say that, I know growing up going to Providence Bruins games, it was kind of the, the same thing because, you know, a lot of times people, they're lazy. They don't want to drive. I get it. But you get like those fun, like school vacation week breaks and you get to go see the Wranglers then. And a lot of times like they can have like special promos, but you know, you really are able to see the future of the NHL uh, at a reasonable price. I mean, I don't know truly ticket prices how they are in Calgary other than like what I've jokingly looked at but (laughs) it's been uh you know a big difference from trying to go to a game in Boston or you know in the New York area so you might as well just go go watch the baby flames and (laughs) it's a huge deal too I think for the coaches and the scouts and the general manager to be able to split their time and not having to worry about being in two places at once because these teams will never play at the same time on the same. (laughs) And that's kind of the luxury of it. I think it's, you know, I know some people who work around the AHL and Sutter is at almost every AHL game. Maybe it's to watch his son or to do some scouting probably a little bit of both, but, you know, I think it's, it's beneficial and hopefully, you know, especially now that there's less COVID stuff and protocols and you don't have to worry about international traveling. It also just makes call-ups a heck of a lot easier. And the flames have, have got to watch out for these baby flames. (laughs) They like, if, you put these guys on like ESPN Plus or Sportsnet, you are going to have a lot more fun watching them than, yeah. you know, like a 5 2 loss to Detroit. And, you know, right now they're 34 12 and 2. 34 12 and 2. <laughs> on top of the AHL, they're on top of the Pacific Division. They're just, I like to say that it's like watching an NHL team play. AHL teams because they are just they're so cohesive they're getting shots like down right in front of the net like they're so they look like they're in the playoffs every night because they're just that's the thing there's like urgency and there's this emotion and desire and it's so frustrating (laughs) like you watch them and then you watch like these guys making like eight nine ten million dollars I'm like where us something yeah. please but you know I also wonder how much of that has to do with a lot of the Flames roster kind of being a little bit older or the the Wranglers roster being a little bit older and you know I I get it there really hasn't been much room to crack the roster but I'm I'm thinking this summer it's going to be the time to kind of split it open and let 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 the Wranglers <laughs> let, the let the kids play. Yes, and <laughs> you know I know that obviously there's the jokes about Daryl Sutter not wanting the kids to play, but 
especially if uh, Brad Tree Living gets extended here, I think we're going to see um, potentially a shift in dynamic of Tree Living just taking taking back their reins <laughs> and saying no, 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 no. It, this is my team. A big a big thing was Phillips getting called up and you know not really being in the lineup or having such limited minutes, and that is something I want to set the record straight. People talk about his size. I've seen him. I watch him every other night, sometimes two nights in a row, because they play a lot of back-to-backs down in Calgary. Down in Calgary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Down with the Wranglers. Um, But I've seen Phillips absolutely hold his own. I've seen him jump into scrums. I've seen him hit a guy back if a guy tries to take advantage of his size and try to, you know, push him around a little bit. And... I think that just shows with him being the leading scorer. He just, he can absolutely hold his own. Like maybe he's not going to be one of those guys who can lay people out on the ice. (laughs) But He doesn't get knocked off the puck. He is really, I think he could definitely hold his own in an NHL lineup if he gets the minutes and the right line mates. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not a coincidence that he's, um, you know, leading the AHL once again in scoring or even the Wranglers. So, you know, we're going to talk more about the player highlights coming up next and, you know, some really big, important things to keep an eye on, especially if you are interested in, you know, prospects or you want to learn more. Uh, But before we do that, I do want to take a quick break and talk about our friends at Built Bar. If you have been around for a little while now, you've known that Built Bar is a very, very good friend of ours here at Locked On, and they have the most delicious tasting protein bars that taste like a candy bar without all the the quote-unquote negative things in a candy bar. You get your protein, you get your fiber, you get your low calories, your low carbs and sugars, you get everything and you're not t- you're not tasting a sandpaper protein bar. I've had those stuff, I'm sure you've had them too. Yeah. Just not you bite into it and you're like I think I'm eating drywall. But you don't have to worry <laughs> about that with Built Bar because they are delicious and covered in 100% real chocolate and yeah, no, that's real chocolate. So you can get some of their unbelievable, amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond, and get 17 grams of protein in one bar. And that that's almost a full recommended serving size. So, hey, that's a great way to hold yourself over to watch the Wranglers or Flames after dinner. But <laughs> right now, you can head on down to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a pack of Built Bar right in the pharmacy section, or if you're like me and sometimes need to order things online to feel something inside, you can head to built.com today to order a box of your favorite flavors, and that's cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, or churro and brownie batter. Who doesn't love brownie batter? So good. (laughs) But I was so excited when you agreed to talk Wranglers with me because like I said you are the biggest Wranglers fan in the Northeast I'm sure of it <laughs> I would put money on it I truly would um so I know I'm not watching it a month worth it somehow <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. what have been some of your biggest 
you know, takeaways from this, from this roster? So, like I said, it's honestly like watching an NHL team take on AHL teams every night. Um, And in the AHL, you know, there's really no lines. There's no like first line, second line. They all usually play the same around the same amount of minutes Um, can, you know, differ a little bit if you're on special teams and whatnot. Um, But really, anyone can play with anyone on that roster. I've seen line shuffles happen depending on what's going on in the game. And really just everyone has chemistry with one another. I don't know if that's off ice building, you know, team building or what it is, but, you know, I've just seen everyone just have chemistry with everyone. It's crazy. And the goalies, um, the goalies. Yeah. Dustin Dustin Wolf's having a stellar season. He was an all-star. Um, looking at my notes here, he has a 929 save percentage. Crazy. <laughs> what is in a save percentage itself. of 900 in this <laughs> And Oscar Danks, too. I think he brings, you know, a lot of NHL experience down to the AHL. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like watching a bunch of Stanley Cup champions out there, I swear to God. Wow. <laughs> that is, that I is. I can't some... say enough about the Wranglers. Yeah, no, like, and, you know, you mentioned that off-ice chemistry, and I, you can see it in, like, their social media um, posts through the Wranglers um, main Instagram page. Like, they're just, they're so fun. They're energetic, (laughs) and you can tell they're not just playing it up, because there's some players that, you know, they'll go out there, and, you know, social media person is literally just trying to do their job, and they just walk right back. No, like, they're feeding into it, they're playing, they're excited, like, whatever, and I think that, it's important to have that kind of chemistry off ice because it, it does translate um, into on ice performance as well. Because I the way that I can kind of relate to it is like, okay, you're in a group project. You don't, you don't want it to be stiff and stuffy and people just to be like, okay, like we'll get together um, for two hours in the library. No, like, Let's, let's hang out at someone's apartment and do this and just, you know, get to know each other casual and still work on it. But, like, you can riff off each other and have a good time. And I think especially with this team being so deep with talent, it's important that they play off each other and are able to elevate each other in that sense. Because, realistically, I don't see this being the Wranglers roster next year. I see, you know, maybe some trades, maybe some promotion. You don't know. I don't know. Even with, like, their ECHL, like, call-ups, even Mm -hmm. though they've just filled right in, blended right in, it's like the roster hasn't even changed. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure it was Adam Klapka who was called up for a game this season, and (laughs) first game he's like throwing punches and I'm like yeah oh okay sure make yourself he got got promoted to the first line the other night I was watching him throw his body around um he's he knew he's a unit you know (laughs) Daryl Sutter likes to hear and (laughs) I just like I'm looking at this roster right now and there are Connor Zari I'm pretty sure missed most of last year Uh, due to a broken leg that he suffered. But it's great to see him 
second on the team in points. He has 14 goals and 29 assists with 43 points. Uh, that's that, that's pretty good. I yeah. mean, it's really nice to see, uh, especially Cole Schwint, too, who came over in the Matthew Kachuk trade, just kind of flourish. <laughs> we'd love to see it. Yeah. Those two guys, they're great on the power play. You know, they get shots really close to the net. They're always close to the crease trying to make deflections and whatnot. They're great. Everyone's great. (laughs) Paul Schwinn, can we call you up to the NHL right now? (laughs) Right now. We need you. Uh, And that's kind of something we've talked about on this show a lot is how they they don't have a finisher anymore. They don't have someone down low like a Kachuk or a Goudreau. So they they need – they need something right there. And, you know, if why go out and spend millions of dollars when you can promote from within? And yeah. I think that's just, you know, the most common sense thing to do. But again, I don't run an NHL for a reason. Not to bring up my favorite player, but um, Rooney is a huge net front presence. Yes. Where he's parked. Every shift parks right in front of the goalie. Sometimes it gets him into trouble. Sometimes it gets him, you know, a little cross check, a little shove. But, you know, he's always trying to provide that screen, maybe a deflection here or there. But um, that's where he's parked for most of his shifts. And he does really well on the penalty kill, which I don't know if you watched last night's game. (laughs) There was a little, little problem on the penalty. Yeah. So... What I actually feel like a big problem with the Flames is is that they got guys doing double duty, like triple duty on the power play, five on five, and the penalty kill. And I'm just like, if you had just a staple guy like Rooney in the lineup to be that penalty kill force, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't have these guys doing triple duty every night, you know? It's um, And... Not to toot my own horn, but the penalty kill did go from fifth in the league to first in the league with the just the addition of Rooney onto the penalty kill for the Wranglers. Now, listen, once again, <laughs> I don't run that team. I, I have no stake. There's a reason I am employed to sit here five days a week and talk about this team. But if I saw that, and I'm seeing some performances in the NHL, at the NHL level, that, I, that I'm not liking. I, we don't even have to say it because we all know who it is at this point. But scratch mm-hmm. him again and call up the Rune Dog. I'm, <laughs> I mean, like, there's a reason why they signed him. And they're paying him, I think, like $1.2 million for the next two years. Mm-hmm. So why not utilize him? Like you're not signing a guy like Rooney to score 30 goals. You're signing him to help out defensively, win those important face-offs. You know, if you the got the goalie game. pulled and you need a you need a face-off win in the offensive zone, like, and you you sign him to kill penalties. Right. That's really his best asset is the penalty killing. He he knows when a guy's gonna pass. He knows when he's going to send it back to the point. He knows all those things. It's like he's reading the minds of all these people on the power play. Right. And that's, you know, that's an intangible that you can't just like sit here. Like there's no stat to tell me like a guy's hockey IQ. Yeah. 
I don't know how I wouldn't know how to calculate that. I'm sure someone can, <laughs> someone could come up with a formula, but no, I think that, you know, a lot of people were concerned with the Kevin Rooney signing in the off season. But again, when I saw it, I was like, that means Steph's coming over. Number one, <laughs> I'm excited. And then my second reaction was like, Oh my God, depth, like great third, fourth line guy who can do something. And that's, that's what I was excited for too. Yeah. I was excited because I was like, I knew Daryl was, you know, a coach who's very big on role players. You know, yeah. he's just not going to fill his team with like all stars up and down the lineup. Um, but obviously it hasn't really worked out the way it could have. Um, but he's really a guy you could just call up, throw him into the lineup, see what he does. It's not yeah. going to hurt anyone. No, and you know, the universe knew that you would be too powerful <laughs> if Kevin Rooney came in here uh, after, like, the summer you had. Like, we couldn't <laughs> let you enter your reputation era just yet, so we're, we're leading up to it. But, uh, you know, all the best with all of our little baby flames. And coming up next, we are going to talk about our winners and losers of the week. <laughs> And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us today on Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto, and you can follow our wonderful guest, Steph, at Steph Speaks Sports. But you have to pass, like, the vibe check before you get to follow her, and that's fine. I think that's fair. (laughs) So who do you have? I'll let you pick. Do you want to start with winners or losers? I'll start with winners. Losers, I got to think about a little okay. bit. Okay. Who is your winner of the week? It has to be the Bruins. I know. I know. Last night, I was watching the Devils game, and the ESPN commentators, they were wishing adversity on the Bruins. They were here- <laughs> <laughs> they no. said they said adversity has to happen to the Bruins at some point, and I think that was a threat. Yeah, honestly, I think their biggest knock on wood adversity has been Jake DeBrusque breaking his leg and them going on like a four game losing streak. And uh, for those of you who don't know, my boyfriend and I are Bruins fans. um, And whenever, you know, the Bruins like they fall down, like they lose one game, they lost like their first home game in regulation in like December. And he's like, I can't believe this. This is so bad. I'm like, you tried watching a Flames game? Have you seen? Have you witnessed a seven-game losing streak? Have you watched a power play shift? Have you watched the Flames lose at TD Garden? Literally. No, last time we went, he saw his uh his Bruins got shut out for nothing. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> but no, like in all seriousness, like God. Like, I love the Bruins, but at the same time, covering a team that's just, like, not performing well. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. I hate you so you, much. We need the downfall of every other team. Yeah, no. Uh, so is your primary team the Devils? Because you're in yes. the tri-state area. Yes. Okay. Very much the Devils. How do you feel about Timo Meyer potentially being a Devil? it's hard because I don't want to trade anybody even from the Utica Comets. I'm like, I don't want to see anyone go, but also we need a guy like him. Yeah. Jack Hughes has 
put the team on his back. He's climbing up a <laughs> steep mountain. <laughs> He's doing the best he can. Yeah. But I think my winner of the week, truly, like, this isn't sports related. It's just been a lot of discourse I have seen online. And it's anyone that's fighting, like, any sort of battle or dealing with, like, life. Because life is a lot. And there was a lot of talk yesterday about how mental illness makes you unfit to work this job. And with um, Senator... Uh, Fetterman going into a clinic to get treated for depression like listen I'm sorry about to go on a rant real (laughs) number one there's already so much stigma around mental health like we we need to just kind of cut it out we need to just being able to say like hey I need help is a lot harder than it actually sounds and for a grown man who is in the public eye to do it that takes a lot of strength. And I think that, you know, regardless of your political affiliation, it is a very big deal to, you know, kind of face your demons and realize like, oh, okay, like I can't do this on my own. And and that's okay. And you're perfectly fine for getting help. And we have another special <laughs> guest today for those on YouTube. My cat has joined us. Can you say hi? You're going to beat me. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, just, you know, keep going. Keep your head up. You've got this. Now, just completely dog on people. (laughs) Do you have your losers of the week? Honestly, I'm going to let you go first with the loser of the week. Um, Listen, I don't think people are going (laughs) to like this, but like Alan Walsh, his tweet last night, tell me why I had people texting me at two o'clock in the morning asking about it. Bro, I don't know. I'm asleep. Okay, <laughs> one. Um, Alan Walsh, I think, is it's a strong personality. There's a reason he has his own podcast. There's a reason why he's so popular on Twitter. You know, that picture of Mark Andre Fleury with the sword going through him, like, that will never be topped or it'll, I don't think another agent would log online and do something like that, but, and then Sutter addresses it today and is like, yeah, no, people like in the room, like, don't care. But then in the same breath, I'm like, Milan Lucic has like half of us blocked. So what's, what is the truth there? But like, as an agent to like, that's like throwing your client under the bus, basically saying like, oh, I've kind of sounds like they've had, it makes it sound like they've had conversations where, you know, Huberto maybe not be having fun. I don't, I I don't think that's the case, but you know, it's just very, um, puts your client in a very uncomfortable situation and is kind of like he's, you know, breaking the confidentiality that players think they have with their agents. Yes. And like breaking the trust a little bit. And you're a lawyer that, lawyer client confidentiality <laughs> yeah but has has anyone come to mind for you um I guess I'll take it since you took the winners into a non-hockey yeah. sense I'll take the loser in that direction people who are mean to other people just because they like something yes 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 it might not be your cup of tea but it's someone else's cup of tea. And right. I just think we should stop, you know, belittling people for their interests. Yes. Like, I see this all the time. 
uh, especially growing up like a One Direction girly, like Oh, me too. the amount of times like grown men in my life would be like, oh, so you're going to see One Direction? Like my brother in Christ, you literally paint your chest to go see a football game. And I might enjoy something that Steph doesn't. And that's okay because it's not harming her in any way. And sometimes, yeah, guess what? I might find something a little cringe. Like, I, I don't know, like something random. She might not like that I sit and watch RuPaul's Drag Race for three hours while I'm doing my homework or like do, getting stuff together for the show. But she's not going to let me know that because she's a kind human being. She might not like my emotional support fourth liner, Andres Bjork, <laughs> hanging out in Rochester. And if she says something, okay, that's not nice. Or if I say something to her, Steph, I don't like, um, I don't like the way you have your coat hanger over your door. Get out. What what does that accomplish? <laughs> Truly, what does that accomplish? Well, yeah, what does it accomplish besides making someone feel bad about the stuff that they like? <laughs> Like you're not this you're not changing the world by you know insulting someone for something right. that like there's a difference between like joking around like before we got on to record. I was like, you need to move your Garrett Cole jersey. <laughs> That's just because I'm a Red Sox fan. It's not it, it I don't care that stuff likes Garrett Cole. I but notice the Garrett Cole jersey is gone. Yeah, and it's gone. <laughs> I bullied her into moving. Her. But It's just, that's a whole, that's an, this is probably a good time to tell everyone. Yeah, we're starting a, a Patreon exclusive podcast. Yeah. Just so we can riff on pop culture things, but, um, you know, pop culture and hockey and real life stuff. But, you know, it's just one of those things where you don't have to share everything. You don't have to, you know rag on someone because you need validation through likes and retweets and hosting a space just to dog on people um on twitter or like really unless it's like a professional athlete like <laughs> please get a job get i can link please. you to some but in all seriousness steph thank you so much for coming on thank you once again for having me anytime And where can everyone find you on social media? You can find me at Steph Speaks Sports on Twitter, um, if I ever come off private. Um, <laughs> or you can find me at Steph Elizabeth, with an S, not a Z, on Instagram. I never realized it's with an S. It is with an S. Very unique, very unheard of. <laughs> no, I like that. That is That is very cool. But thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us today on Locked on Flames. Remember to subscribe, rate, and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, leave a nice little comment in the YouTube comment section. Um, where <laughs> The Flames are playing the Rangers tomorrow night. I will be on Game Over uh, over on the Steve Dangle Podcast Network. So if you want to hear... <laughs> me at like one o'clock in the morning just rambling about uh the flames more than likely losing um head on over there and we'll see y'all on monday